My name is Adam, and alternate universes exist. Along with my friend Joe, we have been given a task to use a magic window to gaze into these alternate universes and cast judgment upon them. To do that, we must become something else. We are the Monitors. Well, we certainly became something else this week. This season on the Monitors. <laughs> Should we review every episode so that people know what's coming up in this one? <laughs> a lot of a lot of criticism that uh, Joe predicts uh, Prometheus identity. <laughs> Adam predicts Savitar's identity. Joe predicts how Iris is saved. <laughs> <laughs> we did a. Uh, it was fun doing this. We had some good predictions. Some of them didn't turn out, but uh, overall, yeah. I think we uh, we had a good uh, percentage. Yeah, I don't know if, what that says about us either as being careful TV watchers or just that like the arrow universe is more predictable than we uh, give it credit for. I mean, it is rather formulaic, especially for the CW. I know, but it didn't used to be that way. I didn't feel that it was all that formulaic in the first couple seasons of arrow before they started doing all the spinoffs. Like I actually really enjoyed season one and season two of arrow and I felt like they could continually surprise me with some stuff, but, uh, I don't know, maybe just, I'm just so used to it now that I know like pretty much every direction they seem to swerve in. It's the whole uh, overall superhero thing. Like People want more superheroes in the show. Like, oh, we want to see all these characters we love from the comics. But once you add more and more, like everything just becomes increasingly more insane and it gets further away from what it was originally. Yeah, like I liked Arrow more when it was, it focused more on like Arrow and Dig and Felicity and and Thea and and Lance and like they just had like these core group of characters that they just serviced every week and now that there's like seven other Team Arrow members, uh, you know that we're also trying to flesh out. I just feel like some of them are, are sort of copies of other characters that are already there. And, and and it's not just Arrow. I mean, it's Flash also and and Legends and yeah, uh, it's definitely like how do you do it right? Because people like people always lose their stuff. Yeah, when they see like some character they know, like I, I feel like I really enjoy like we've said this before. I really enjoy Thea and I really enjoy Lance, and I was a little upset that you know like they kind of got sidelined this season uh, on Arrow just to you know squeeze in. Like, I mean, I know like Curtis is a big comic book character, but it, on the show he's basically Felicity, isn't he? I mean, he has the yeah. same sense of humor and the same skills. The only thing is he goes out in the field, except you know when Felicity's sick, and then he he stays in the bunker. Maybe they could, like, rather than having them be, like, permanent members of the team, they could be, like, team-up members of the week. Like, you know, this week he works with Curtis, and then Curtis goes back home, and we don't see him for a while. <laughs> kind of like Ragman left. Yeah. And he, I thought he might show up in the finale, but he didn't. I actually apparently. saw a lot of people just say, like, oh, where's Ragman? I was like, well, I mean, they kind of closed out his character a while ago. So yeah, his regs are, they're just regs now. They're not magic. So and what then... Well, then other characters too, like Susan Williams. I'm just like, all right, I'm glad that, they, that she's like off to the side of the road somewhere and we're not revisiting her. Like they've learned that lesson, like keep Susan Williams away. She had her extremely traumatic kidnapping and almost murder. And yeah, but then I think then like, she gets dumped. Like right after that, they're like, oh, let's dig into this Felicity stuff again. And I, and I'm clearly not uh, in a, all the city or whatever they're calling it fan. Uh, I don't know about you, but they seem uh, I, there must be enough of those kinds of fans for them to keep hitting on this and like I mean, even in this big action-packed finale they saved some oliver felicity moments i liked it in season three in the first half of season four but this will they won't they crap has just got to stop and then last night um apparently they will again because he gives it 
uh, Felicity gives Oliver a big kiss right before they go off to do battle. Yeah, and then even like uh, a little bit later in the episode, you see William's mom, and she's just talking to Felicity about her relationship with <laughs> Oliver. And it's clear, you two love each other. Yeah, but even like Felicity has to insert herself. You know, by the way, I didn't agree with your decision to hide William. Not that I was consulted. I'm like, shut up, Felicity. He's not your kid. Like, you shouldn't be consulted. <laughs> and you're not even married to Oliver. So, no, you should not be consulted. Um, so what did you think overall of all three finales this week? I mean, uh, of the three finales, I think Arrow was clearly the, uh, the best, best of the bunch. Um, and then the one I, uh, I thought I liked it first, and then the more I thought about it, uh, I was sort of upset a bit, was uh, Flash, um, and for reasons I'm sure we'll get into. And then um, Supergirl, I, uh, I liked bits and pieces of, but overall, I felt like I didn't like it. I pretty much agree with you that Flash was, I mean, uh, not Flash, Arrow was definitely the best. Like, it just, of course, there was some silly stuff, but overall, everything made sense. Yeah, and I liked, there were some characters that, like, oh, I just love seeing Nyssa there, and I loved uh, what they did with uh, Slade Wilson, and, like, he wasn't just, like, mean old Deathstroke. He was. And every character that was there actually had something to do. Yeah. Like, they didn't, there wasn't just someone there to just to be there. Yeah, like, I, I really felt like they went out of their way to, like you said, just nobody was there just to be there, except for maybe, like, I don't know, Wild Dog and and Black Canary, like, the new Black Canary. Even though they had to have that line where uh, Lance just calls her Black Canary. Like, he has to give his permission to call her Black Canary. <laughs> we have a comment in our chat room on strangelabel.com about our predictions. I hope you guys aren't reading spoiler websites. No, they're actually very careful. About spoilers getting out. I actually don't read spoiler websites for these. Do you need them? I mean... No. I feel like we, we accurately predicted a bunch of stuff, so like, I'm not going to go ahead and, and spoil myself. I even av- avoid posts on our, own, on our own Facebook page until I've, uh, I've actually watched the episode, because I don't want to have a su- surprise spoiled for me I before I see it. I think that people on our Facebook page are pretty careful about like not directly spoiling it. Like They don't go out and say what the spoilers, they kind of just talk around it. Um, but even so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, but even as in depth as we are, even like some vague reference confirms something for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, we had a post earlier in the week that was just like, uh, you know, I was, <laughs> screw you, Joe. Like I was going to be surprised by the flash turn, <laughs> but uh, you know, you, it looks like you predicted it. I'm like, Oh, all right. Since we both, uh, like the arrow finale the most, let's delve into that. It's, yeah. st- it starts off. The very first scene, Oliver's releasing Slade from his prison on Leon Yu. I did like how the Argus Guard comes out. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the first thing I wanted to mention too. There's one Argus Guard. <laughs> and apparently he's the only one in the show with any true honor. Because he's like, I'm not leaving my post and you're not taking him anyway. <laughs> yeah. And Oliver just knocks him out. It's so easily too. Just like hits him in the head. Like just punches him in the head. That's it. The guy goes down. I'm like, are you like trained at all? Like why about you? <laughs> like why even bother having this this moment where Oliver confronts the guard and says no? Uh, uh, maybe just so he can say it because there's a boat. He says like, oh, there's a boat. You can take it and get out of here. Or people wondering why there's no guards at this prison. I or mean, I could. Who's there? Of... Who's there to feed them? I guess that makes sense. I was going to say, like, I guess it sort of makes sense that there's no guards just because, like, it's an underground bunker with two cells, apparently. <laughs> well, apparently there's a hallway that we hadn't seen before that he knocked him down. <laughs> and, that, like, this was one of the few silly things in the episode. Like, Talia had her army of ninjas. Like, couldn't Oliver, rather than releasing these killers, had, like, a bunch of Argus troops to back him up? That's what I would have thought. Like, I feel like they're, they're definitely, like... Um, 
different uh, support people he could have uh, he could have asked before going to Slade Wilson because uh, he had to have assumed if Adrian had um, pulled everybody to the island that he had already talked to those Argus prisoners and maybe had already turned them. Um, and we had a, a little bit of a discussion on our Facebook page just about, uh, you know, why doesn't Oliver go and get, like, the Flash and, and help <laughs> him with Prometheus? Or why doesn't, you know, if the Flash ask for the Arrow's help or ask for Supergirl's help or even Supergirl uh, in this week's finale, why didn't she send Monel to one of the alternate Earths? Like, why send him into space, you know? like We see, uh, yeah, Oliver could have text, text Cisco be like, can Barry come and help? And that's Cisco's yeah. like, I've got bad news. <laughs> <laughs> but even still, like, I mean, they did that in the at the end of the Flash first season, like when the Flash had, um, you know, a battle with the first Flash. You know, who did he call? He called uh, Firestorm and he called um, Arrow. And they, they both came over and helped him. And he had, yeah, that's how they stopped Reverse Flash with nanites, courtesy of Ray Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're slow, they're draining your speed. Um. So, but I get it. I mean, it's the fla- the, the arrow is is less about meta humans, except for the canaries, um, and more about like this street level crime. And it's sort of a cheat to have the Flash run in and like and grab everybody at the last second. But um, I don't. It's just so we see Oliver give Slade this grand speech about how Slade tells him the Miracruz worn off, and he's no he's in possession of all his faculties, and he's had time to think about all the evil acts he did. Yeah. I did like how he's like, you're going to release me after I killed your mother? And he's just like, yeah, well, here's your reward. Here's all the information that we've dug out about your son, so you can go find your son. When he said that, I was like, since when did Slade have a son? I, like, totally forgot about that. He did. He had a wife and son. So, like, when he started flipping out about being in love with Shadow, I'm like, don't you have a wife somewhere? It was only ever mentioned. We never saw his kids. Uh, yeah, like, because he's been stuck on the island, like, Slade, in the first two seasons. And so... I remember when he first meets Oliver, he says that he has a wife and and a son. Um, but then he like in season two, like you, he never mentions them again. It's just like, oh, I'm in love with Shadow. There's some uh, little backstory though. He says, "Is find your son Joe." I know in the Teen Titans comics, his son Jericho is a member of the Teen Titans and also a enemy of the Teen Titans. So I'm assuming Joe is short for Jericho. Uh, maybe I've never heard that that that's a short for Jericho. Well, I mean, well, who, I just know in the comics his son's name is Jericho, but <laughs> who names their kid Jericho? But also in that Legends of Tomorrow episode where they go to twenty forty, yeah. Star City, the, there's the Grant Wilson, the son of Slade Wilson, is the Deathstroke of the future who's torturing oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. city. Well, I guess it's not the same one if his name is Joe and that one's Grant. Well, I know in the comics he has three kids, two sons and a daughter, so. Oh. He could have more. I guess he could have more. That's how he gets released, and he goes and. <laughs> who do you think he'll fall in love with? He's gonna have a love interest next season. I did. I have to say, I really enjoyed uh, what they did with Slade. It was like it was almost like having him back old times, like in season two, like when you really liked um, even the first season when you really uh, liked Slade, and he was like a good friend to Oliver on the island because it was just the two of them. Uh, I liked having that dynamic this episode, and he kind of filled the spot that Dig usually does with. Um, you know, being his sort of confessor and uh, Oliver's confessor, rather, and uh, his conscience a little bit, like giving him some advice. Yeah, he goes like, just like old times. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice um, in the uh, scene where they're like unloading all their supplies off the plane, Nissa and uh, Malcolm are there, 
and Oliver and Captain Boomerang and Slade are walking up on the beach. Slade's wearing that big bulky armor, and I just he just stumbles in the loose sand. <laughs> I did think it was funny. Like a couple times in the episode, he is wearing like that Deathstroke mask, and I'm like, oh, they must not have been able to get like Manu Bennett like just for like <laughs> a couple of these scenes. So they just had him like voice over like some other actor, probably. Yeah, I did. I was too like, all right, Slade got a big speech, and uh, we don't see him give any speech to Captain Boomerang, so I'm sure Captain Boomerang is going to betray him his first chance. But I thought, okay, so like, yeah, I can get him sort of um, buying the loyalty of Slade Wilson, but like, what did he really have to offer Captain Boomerang um, to the point where like he didn't think that Prometheus had already corrupted him, you know? Like, why does he get a weapon and I don't? Yeah. I trust him more than you. Did he kill your mother? <laughs> um, but yeah, like his only promise is that he'll free him. And like he had threatened to blow up all of Star City, like in his only other appearance and kill everyone. So like he's definitely they're both so evil. It's like, how can he release them at all? Yeah, because like if you're really thinking straight about Oliver, he doesn't know that Slade Wilson has sort of had a, a about face in terms of like his personality. Um, So like, and, yeah, and the last like in the the last time we saw him like malcolm <laughs> sent oliver and thea to the island and he was still crazy and like kidnapped them yeah and that was even after he was cured with the the mirror Kuru. so um yeah like what is oliver really like is he saying that prometheus is much worse for um star city than deathstroke because did prometheus cause more chaos than deathstroke that he's willing to let death deathstroke go uh to to capture prometheus yeah, and Deathstroke, like, infected the city with Miracrew, and there was riots on the streets and panic. Yeah. Um, I did, but, again, going back to, like, how things made sense, I did like how, like, when they show up and rescue the first batch of prisoners, Felicity's like, oh, my, and Thea, too, they're like, why is Slade Wilson here? Like, this is insane. <laughs> why is, like, we're going to talk about this, right? How can you have released him? I did think it was, it was really dumb when they got to that point, and they're just, like, the four girls there in, in cages. Um, and they're just walking up to him. I'm like, how do you not to see that this is a trap? Like, they don't even, like, scout the area. They just walk up to four <laughs> cages right there. And then... In the wide open. They don't even skulk up. Yeah, and the trap is so dumb, too, because it's just, like, Talia and uh, and Evelyn uh, just drop down from the trees behind them. Like, it's just like they walked forward too far, <laughs> and then they, you know, got jumped from behind. And then um, Captain Boomerang, like, offers Slade to join the winning side, he says, on Prometheus' team. And Talia was like, Prometheus told us not even to talk to you. We Like, we got to Captain Boomerang, but he said, don't even talk to you. I'm like, why wouldn't he talk to Slade? <laughs> like, that's just absurd. Did you like the little nod they had to the first season where uh, Slade uh, taught Oliver how to disarm somebody? When he was just like, you girl, put your gun to his head. Like, that was the first thing he taught him to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was uh, funny how easily dispatched evelyn sharp was oh thank god I mean, she's the worst i know yeah like i honestly i think i like just viscerally hate her more than prometheus and i don't know why but like i, I don't know it's her smug little betrayal face like, i just want to like punch it i know and she like didn't her parents get killed in the yeah uh, in the damien dark thing so she was she joins team arrow but then she finds out that he killed some people in the past. So yeah, she and just becomes a completely evil bitch. Yeah, so she's just like, you're not the person I thought you were. You're an evil like serial killer, so I'll just join this other serial killer so that you can learn your lesson, Oliver. And I'm like, 
so what, do you have no morals either? Like, you're willing to kill people <laughs> so that Oliver can learn his lesson from Prometheus? Like, I think that's part of also why I don't like her. She's just, like, poorly written. <laughs> she just, he just body slams her and they throw her in the cage and she just gets completely <laughs> left behind. Uh, yeah. She <laughs> has to be dead because nobody went back for her. Oh, of course. And I hope they don't bring her back at all. Um, just, like, cross those people off the list of, uh, of characters coming back next season. I did like how we see that skeleton lying there, and I'm in that leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming it was Constantine Kovar. It was. He was wearing the the same clothes. Like yeah. when they uh, they flash back to it later in the episode, um, Oliver and Constantine Kovar have their fight, and when Oliver kills him, like uh, earlier in the episode, they walk by the skeleton with the uh, with the leather jacket. I thought that whole thing was a little rushed and unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't really get Kovar's plan <laughs> or why he I know, wanted to, it's to be like, there. His ending in Russia, when he killed him, like in the club, would have been the perfect ending. Yeah. So I didn't but, realize I didn't really know why they brought him back, except to have like an extra fight on the island to add a little bit of drama to the island, because he had already killed him. Like, and from Kovar's point of view, even though he he came back to life somehow. Um, yeah, he comes back just to torture Oliver for two days. Yeah, and get killed again. And then Oliver's like, I'm going to make sure you stay dead. Didn't you really make sure? You just kind of broke his back. and You shot him the first time, so that didn't work. But we see him all rotted away, so we know he's dead now. <laughs> um, I j- and it was kind of silly, too, like how he, the boat's coming in, so he rushes and puts on a wig and fake beard. <laughs> I'm like, did they just forget that he had long hair in the pilot, so they had to throw that in there? Yeah, I, I think in the first episode, like in that uh, very first scene, they have Oliver's just got this crazy long beard and this long wig, and I just don't think they knew what they were going to do at the time. Uh, and I think it just got really annoying by, when did they finally have Oliver cut that thing? Like the fourth season flashback? Uh, like when he was with the Russians? Not, uh, on the island, I mean, like with the uh, magic stuff? Um, I don't remember. I don't, I don't think in like any he, of the flashback it was ever that long. It got long, like it was really long when he went to China in the third season, and then early in the fourth season when he became like the little militia guy, they shaved his head. Um, and I remember they made a big deal out of it, and I think it was just because the wig was starting to look really, really dumb on him. Yeah, but I mean, if they're <laughs> if they're gonna throw in a little scene where he puts on a wig and a fake beard, like yeah. just have him have long hair throughout the whole Russia storyline. And like, it did grow back pretty fast uh, through Russia and, and, and all that stuff. Um, what did you think of uh, the the reunion between Malcolm Merlin and, and Thea? Um, that was a little bit forced, too. I mean, she hates him so much, and he like he's offering to take her spot and like be rid of him forever, and she's just like all of a sudden just transformed to be like, no, I miss him now, no. I mean, I I sort of get it, and she does touch on it a bit when she has this conversation with Felicity, but um, she hates the guy, but now that he's actually dead and she can't ever really solve the father-daughter crisis that she had, <laughs> um, you know, it, it weighs on her that she's not going to see him again. She kind of misses him. Um, but I, I don't know. It was It was weird that they killed him off screen. Um, no, no way he's dead. I don't think he's dead, but John Barman's been on like social media saying like, "Oh, I'm not coming back to Arrow next season," which is he could be teasing. I mean, he could be teasing because Merlin is the magician. Yeah, um, he could be teasing to throw people off, uh, or maybe he's just taking a year or two off and he'll come back later. Um, 
uh, he did even say in his video that he posted on Instagram that um, he knows it's um, that it happened off screen, but he's really just not going back. A few silly things about that, like Curtis is like, I can find a boulder or something. And Malcolm's like, there's no time for that. I have to kill myself. And I'm like, why is yeah. there no time for that? <laughs> Uh, I did think that was funny too because Curtis is like, "There's a literal solution to this problem." And then they even ha- <laughs> didn't it also happen um, in uh, season two when uh, the first episode of season two when uh, Dig and Felicity show up on the island because uh, Oliver has gone back there after Tommy's death, and then Felicity walks on one of those mines, and then Oliver like swings down from a tree and grabs her. Yeah, so like, like they couldn't do that. And when Malcolm shoves her off, it's like. That mine would have blown as oh, soon as course. her weight shifted. Yeah, of course. Um, I guess. Well, do you think Captain Boomerang's dead? Because uh, ostensibly, like they sort of set it up as like he also killed Captain Boomerang if he took himself out. So, I mean, one of the things I was thinking is like maybe he grabbed him and pushed him down on the mine, and then like I don't know, maybe it blew and he rode his body off into the forest. <laughs> I just didn't really buy Malcolm dying there. Like he's obviously got some other plan up his sleeve because he's gotten out of worse situations than standing on a mine like that i know and like he's a liar too like he clearly did that just to gain some favor from felicity i mean not felicity thea yeah because uh he even says that line he's like uh from the moment you were born all i wanted was to protect you and i'm like uh he also wanted to kill everyone in the glades (laughs) Uh, he wanted to be ray al ghul uh he traveled through time to find the Spear of Destiny to rewrite his own reality, which he never told anyone. Yeah. I'm like, he didn't mention that to Thea? <laughs> but Thea, like, had some legitimate, like, concerns. Like, he literally used Thea to kill another person, like, and she had no idea. Um, he trained Thea to be an assassin. that was incredibly evil. Yeah, like, he trained Thea to be an assassin to, like, be, uh, to get on his side, and then, you know, uses him to kill another person, uses her to kill another person. Like, it's just, he did some really, like, uh, and then used her as a pawn and with like Rachel Ghoul and then to this, the point where she gets stabbed. Like it's, it, it was a whole messed up relationship. And, uh, I think he could, under, or he even got, didn't he get her boyfriend killed last season, season four, um, at that weird, uh, sort of underground. Mm, maybe thing. I don't remember that. <laughs> Not Roy though. Not Roy. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, his, um, campaign advisor. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, like no matter, there's no way he's dead. He'll come back at some point. Yeah, even I, if it's not next season. If it's not next season, I I just didn't buy that Malcolm Merlin's dead. Like it wasn't a death deserving of Malcolm Merlin, and especially since he was on every show this season. Yeah, and I just felt like if it was a death of Malcolm Merlin, it would have been a little bit more explicit. Even though like they've killed him on screen before on Arrow, uh, and he came back, uh, I just didn't feel like a death worthy of of Malcolm Merlin. I mean, that's the trope, really. It's if you don't see a body, then they're not dead. Yeah. Um, a Dig wasn't in much of this episode, but I did like his line um, where Black Sirens taking them into the prison. And he's just like, so uh, you're being used for payback for a guy you barely know on a guy you barely know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that sometimes when they're a little bit meta about their own, like, uh, you know, shortcomings on the show because... Uh, like when Barry just lost his memory on the flash, and he's just like, how do we afford this apartment? <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, well, he freed me from the, the pipeline. So, so I, I owe him. But I'm like, didn't Oliver also like not kill you when he captured you? Like, and 
uh, you know, if you weren't like such a douche to him, he probably would have let you like. Yeah, he even he tried wouldn't... to like talk some sense into her. Yeah. So, I did. Um, the big reveal is that there's bombs all over the island, and everyone's gonna die. And Oliver can either let Prometheus. So the dead man switches in Prometheus. So if Prometheus dies, then the whole island blows up. Yeah. So he spends like when Oliver finally catches up with Prometheus. Prometheus spends a lot of the episode just convincing him to kill him, like convincing Oliver to kill Prometheus, and uh, because he knows that's the, that was his end game. Like if once Oliver can tap into his rage and the fact that he supposedly likes to kill people, um, you know he'll kill the, everybody on the island. And then, uh, but do you think that was really his plan the whole time, or did he think because he clearly had a boat that he was trying to draw Oliver away to make like a Sophie's Choice on? So, like, was that his plan? Was to always have the Sophie's Choice, or was that was that like Plan B or Plan C or something like that that just happened to work out that way? That was definitely Plan B because he is ten steps ahead. But it, like, if he had just killed him there in the temple, like that would have killed everyone like right off. Yeah, but I think like William would have still been fine because right? he was on the boat. Uh, but we saw the explosions go off on the shore, so it might have hit the boat. Hmm. I did love, like, after the fight, when they're on the boat, and uh, Felicity calls Oliver, <laughs> and Prometheus pulls him out of the cabin, and he just turns around. I loved his reaction. He's like, oh, jeez, <laughs> he's right there. <laughs> and it, it that had a sensible solution, too. He's, I'm like, yeah, just sh- shoot him in the leg with the arrow. <laughs> And well, I'm glad that they they figured that out because it's just like, well, Oliver Oliver clearly can't kill Prometheus with William in his arms like that, and um, uh, I don't nor do I think he wants to be with William watching him. So uh, yeah, he took the shot him in the foot, and, and Prometheus let lets William go. And then the sensible thing after that, Prometheus is like, I'm gonna kill myself because it'll kill everyone on your island. Yeah, so you've made your choice. You've saved your son, and now everybody else in your life can die. Um, Which again, like we say, no body, no death. We don't see any bodies. That was a cliffhanger. So I mean, I for me it was sort of I had mixed feelings on. It. I liked the idea of it, but we also know it's not really a cliffhanger because they're not going to kill the entire cast of the show. <laughs> what if they did though? What if the next season is just yeah? But they already announced is Oliver being a single father. I I honestly <laughs> would watch it because I think there's some there's some good stories behind that. But like. They already announced that, uh, you know, characters are coming back, that they renewed certain people's <laughs> contracts. So, like, we know we're getting Black Canary. We know we're getting Dinah. We know we're getting um, uh, uh, Wild Dog, Renee. Um, and I'm sure Dig and <laughs> Fel- they're not going to kill Felicity after she just laid a kiss on them in the f- finale. And Dig's coming back, clearly. I mean, my immediate reaction is like, oh, Slade hid them in the Argus prison. I think the that's Super what Max. happened. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, we can't get to the boat in time. I was actually just really hoping they didn't kill Slade this episode. Um, because I, I figured, like, by the end of it, like, you know, they wanted to wrap up the five-year journey. And what better way to do that than to kill Slade? And I didn't... I, I was just happy they didn't kill Slade because I, I feel like uh, they could do something with him. Yeah, uh, I'd love him to come back more. It's not regular, but, you know, maybe three or four times a season. Just be, like, a sometimes yeah. friend, sometimes enemy. Yeah, like sort of, like a guy you don't really know um, who his loyalties really go towards. And I, I think I read... Just a mercenary? Yeah, I read somewhere that, uh, you know, somebody, or maybe a fan's uh, reaction was, like, they, he should turn into some sort of Punisher character, which I'm not, like, opposed to, so... Uh, just last thing, what did you think of the meetup between Nyssa and Talia? 
Uh, I actually really liked it. I uh, I was really excited for them to fight each other when they finally get to the fight. And I know it's like not really an episode for them, so their fight couldn't be that long, but I just wished it was longer because uh, Talia goes down pretty quickly. Yeah. And the um, I thought the reasoning was a little shallow. Like, it's just, oh, you left me alone with father. I The reasoning I couldn't get behind because like it seems like... And Talia's reasoning was like, you disbanded the League of Assassins when you had... Yeah, it totally was just like, oh, well, you uh, you let him kill our father, uh, like he murdered him, but the, but Nissa never really corrects him in the sense that like, uh, well, Rosh, Ra's al Ghul challenged Oliver to, <laughs> to a fight and knew the consequences was he would lose, it, you know, he would die, and if he won, then Oliver would die. So she, can she really be upset uh, at the man uh, for at Oliver for killing your father? Uh, especially when they apparently had a strained relationship too, because uh, Talia even said like he was never going to make me the head of uh, the League of Assassins. Yeah, he would never make a woman, and he never would have made uh, Nissa the leader e- either. It was Oliver did that. Yeah, Oliver. He wanted Oliver to be the leader, and he gave it to Nissa. So, I would definitely love to see like that expanded more, like have have them more on screen time together. But it seems that maybe Talia is also dead at this point <laughs> because they knock her out and she just kind of stays on the temple. Um, yeah, how did they escape? Black Siren too? Yeah, So, but we know Black Siren's okay um, uh, and uh, Black Canary's okay. So, like, uh, I did like... I don't know. Their battle was short, the battle between uh, Dinah and Laurel. Yeah. But I thought it was cool, like, them just blasting each other with their canary cry and being shot away. Did it was it implied that like Black Siren's canary cry was better than Black Canary's because she she got up pretty quickly and was walking towards her like monologuing before Lance like hits her with a pipe. Mm, I don't know. That was cool too to have Lance just <laughs> bean her in the back <laughs> of the head. <laughs> yeah, like I forget what his line was. I just remember thinking like, uh, I, you've got to have some feelings about hitting your daughter's <laughs> doppelganger. I'd head. love to just take that scene out of context and yeah. put it into like season two or three. <laughs> <laughs> you just think that's the real Laurel and he just comes up and beans her in the head. I do want to say there was one more thing from the episode I really, really liked. And it was the conversation that Oliver has with his mother uh, after he's rescued uh, in the flashback from five years ago. Uh, Cause he calls his mom from the boat and they have a, a nice little chat and uh, I thought it was really cool because um, uh, Moira Queen was a, a really good character and I, I get why they had to get rid of her with Slade, but I kind of wish she had stayed on the show because I liked the sort of intrigue behind her. Um, was that a new scene she filmed or was that just taken from an old season? I'm pretty sure it was a new scene she filmed. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was like something that they cut from season one, but uh, nonetheless, I just I really enjoyed that little moment they had with uh, Oliver calling her. So I wonder who, just looking at the dangling threads that were left, what might come next season? I mean, do you think um, w- William is going to go back into hiding, or? Um, I think he might stick around now because I mean he's been put in danger so many times. Oliver will want to keep him close. Yeah. But uh, obviously, we haven't heard from Vigilante since mid-season. Well, maybe they can give uh, William and, and his mom uh, Thea's apartment. <laughs> Or they they can say they get him a similar apartment, but it's actually the same one. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have what else is there? Vigilante, of course. Uh, Renee's family is going to get back together. Yeah. Uh, I I do want to know if they're going to make Black Siren uh 
uh, a part of Team Arrow or if she's just going to be a villain for next season. Heel, the Helix organization and that guy they rescued, that's probably going to be a big theme next season. Uh, yeah, I feel like... Uh, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking of one of the Flash guys, but uh, Felix, uh, the Helix sorry, uh, organization was sort of a... Um, they what did they drop that a couple episodes ago? But the, yeah, the guy that they had that was uh, hidden, they never showed his face the whole time. And that was super deliberate. Yeah, that was kind of like in uh, in season three of in season three of Arrow where they refer to Damian Dark and we don't actually see him, but then he's the bad guy in season four. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of because they they've been doing that on Flash this season because they keep mentioning Devoe, uh, and and people are like, who's that? And they don't really give much information, so we know that he's like going to be the villain next season. All right, so let's talk about the Flash. Which you start to pull one thread, the whole thing falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so we can sort of just briefly get into uh, the synopsis of it. Like, do you want to the uh, the previews all week long were like so teary eyed, like Iris is dead. They play sad music, and then yeah. we find out right off the bat it was HR using his transmogrifier. Yeah, to I be mean, disguised as Iris. Obviously, when they introduced that, like the only thought in my head, at least, because it seemed like it legitimately surprised some people on Twitter or a lot of people on Twitter anyway. Well, it was, that device was introduced in one episode and then never mentioned again. Yeah. Until, and it's used to solve the season long problem. Yeah. And I just knew like when they introduced that episode um, and then the uh, introduced that device and then you like, I think it was in the same episode even when they showed like, oh, this is what Savitar is planning. And I'm like, oh, well. There's no way that's going to be Iris. Somebody else is going to be transmogrified into Iris. Like, I didn't know it was going to be HR until the last episode when he was moping about having um, led Savitar straight to her. But I knew it would be his device. Yeah. And then, of course, another big talk of the episode is HR sacrificed himself to save Iris. But it's seemingly... Nobody really cares that HR is dead now. <laughs> yeah, like the only person HR was just like, "Can you tell Cisco that I was brave for him or something like that?" And Cisco's really the only one who seems like a- in the least bit upset, except for like Tracy, who he just met like two episodes ago, uh, and is probably known for about a week. Apparently, they're madly in love and they were going to move in together yeah. or something. Tracy, who's only known him for a short time, is way more upset than the like, people he's been with for the last year. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody else on the show seemed to care whatsoever um and then the worst part about that is that they barry's like i'm gonna do the thing he least expects i'm gonna try to help him so they bring in he brings in savitar evil barry and he's like you know we want to help you like maybe we can help you live somewhere and the only one well julian too a little bit but tracy's like are you insane he just murdered hr we can't help him (laughs) everyone else is just like oh that's don't worry about that. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't don't worry about that blood hole. Like we'll just, you know, you're you haven't been on the team that long. This is clearly how we do things. Yeah, yeah. he he's murdered a bunch of people, but we're gonna help him to have a happy life where he can live freely, <laughs> and not send him to jail. I mean, I knew last week it, it was clear that especially when they played up the whole like Iris recorded a video and then on the tears and the sad music at the end. I'm like, all right. Iris isn't dead, but you want everybody to think she is so that you can have this emotional moment. And uh, so it felt really hollow to me last week. And immediately it was like erased. And then like the first 30 seconds of this episode with the HR <laughs> reveal. And then um, 
they're even like laughing after his funeral, Iris and Barry. It's yeah. like, oh, well, HR is dead, but we can go on and get married now. Yeah, they were actually pretty, pretty excited about that. And then even like Caitlin just walks in, like, not, she's at the funeral, but not to talk about HR. It's more about like her issues. Just to the, say, yeah. And they're like, HR would have appreciated <laughs> that you showed up. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to say, oh, I'm not coming back. He had a pretty cool gravestone, though. The Tombstone. Whole, uh, the Mark Twain quote. Yeah. Like, and it was sort of like a weird H shape. We st- that was another thing. We still never get explained why Caitlyn was helping Savitar. Uh, well, Savitar uh, sort of lays it out on Cisco. He, she was his plan B. Like, to, she, his plan was to capture Cisco to redo the gun, and Caitlyn was his leverage because he knows Cisco loves Caitlyn. But Caitlyn went to help him of his own of her own free will. Like, we still don't know what her motivation was for helping Savitar. I yeah, I mean that whole Caitlyn thing was a mess just because like. It really didn't make any sense for her to turn evil just for having powers um, and for her to hate everybody in her life. Uh, I just didn't buy it or get it. I did like the reactions of people playing against her. Uh, like uh, we talked about it when she went crazy in that one episode and, and started started like ice manning around the city. Uh, yeah. I thought that was really cool and like and I I do enjoy the the idea of having one of their own pitted against them. Uh, it just the way they went about it with Caitlyn just didn't make any sense. And, like, the whole message was loved ones are everything. And they, like, convince her to... She blasts Savitar with her ice ray, so she saves everyone of all her friends. But then she leaves all her friends for no reason. Like, who who else does she have? She hates her mother. Yeah. Like, and everybody that that and, loves her yeah. is in that one area. And she's like, well, I need to figure out who I am. And so. Julian's in love with her. Yeah. Which I don't get either. <laughs> like, if she won't turn back for Cisco, what chance does Julian think he has? Uh, for romantic love. I mean, they haven't really mentioned, but do you think um, the actor is coming back, Tom Felton, um, to play Julian next season? I don't know. Because I, I, su- I assume he is. Yeah, it just it seemed like cause he was billed as like a special guest star or something all, all season, so I didn't know if he was like... He was even just like a Flashpoint creation. He just came out and just existed out of nowhere. Yeah. The whole first couple episodes, Barry's like, who are you again? <laughs> So can we talk a little bit about Flashpoint Creations, i.e. Savitar, because it kind of ruins the uh, the whole episode falls apart based on the Flash time travel logic they've used the last couple episodes, the more you think about it. I know. Um, <laughs> so, so by uh, the team saving Iris, uh, Savitar can't exist anymore because Barry never turns into the emo, uh, you know, sad berry that causes uh savitar to exist so the whole episode uh savitar starts his memories start changing like immediately and which doesn't make any sense to me because they're like oh he just needs to wait for like time to run out and like the paradox will catch up to him and he'll be erased but i'm like his memories are changing that caught up to him already (laughs) like why does it take so long for time to erase savitar like shouldn't he be erased immediately uh yeah, just like Eobar Thon was when Eddie Thon killed himself. Yeah, he was killed like a me. He By to... the way, another person who sacrificed himself to save Iris that nobody really cared about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's weird. Um, she, uh, Iris even said, oh, I was always yours, Barry. I'm like, weren't you about to marry Eddie? Yeah, and, and wouldn't you have actually gone through with marrying Barry, uh, Eddie 
uh, if he was still alive, like, yeah, he wouldn't be with Barry right now. And um, yeah, oh, the stuff they've already done before just doesn't make sense with what they did in the finale. Why can why can Eobard Thawne outrun his time paradox, but Savitar can't? Yeah, like why isn't Savitar just start time traveling and, and being a weird evil guy? Uh, uh, and then like I thought the Black Flash was the time paradox fixer. Yeah, but then Caitlin can kill him. So is he dead? Is there just no more Black Flash? <laughs> she just says like, "Bye, Hunter." <laughs> like it's like, and then that cheesy line like, "Oh, the one thing Black Flash can't fight is cold," and I'm like. Doesn't Barry get frozen all the time and he just vibrates himself and, <laughs> yeah. and shatters the ice? Um, and, and I'm pretty sure Black Flash has been killed before, like when Barry was in the Speed Force and he like blew him up. So he still exists then. He's still somewhere in the Speed Force. There's just like pieces of him or something. I don't know. that. I'm sure they probably stopped him in that moment, but I don't think he can actually be killed. What really frustrated me... Like he keeps me. coming back. What really frustrated me about Savitar was after... But I thought hit... Before we get to that, like, I thought Black Flash was the Speed Force's way of, like, stopping paradoxes. Like, but he still gets erased just out of nowhere. He, uh, the Black Flash was Hunter Zolomon just eaten by the Time Wraiths, right? So he's just, he's absorbed the abilities of the Time Wraiths. And, and are there no Time Wraiths now? I don't know. Because you <laughs> don't see them anymore now that the Black Flash is just going around, like, eating people. Um, yeah. I don't know. So that, that didn't make any sense to me. And a lot of the, the more I thought about it, um after savitar finally does get erased um like it, it doesn't make sense because when savitar loses his memory wally lost his powers immediately and that was last episode last week's episode this that's what happened <laughs> um and <laughs> this time savitar never went back in time savitar never existed like so this whole season technically shouldn't have happened but like wally also is fine now he has his speedster powers and he doesn't lose them uh he's like i'll be the flash now yeah whatever Can you give me the password to the flash twitter handle <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, it's cool I, I'll, I'll be flash and my powers are still here like i just they don't even seem to follow their own rules from one episode to the next and uh i don't think you were supposed to put that much thought into it clearly but like it's just like you've set up this is how it should work and then you completely change it in the next episode i can see someone brings that up online and the writer's just like shit <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think of that uh but uh what did you think of iris um in this episode so when they spend which i th i thought was the weakest part of the episode by far they spend a lot of that episode trying to convince um savitar that they can save him and uh you know savitar shows up in the pipeline or not in the pipeline in the cortex which um, he was clearly faking the whole time yeah and i don't know why anybody bothered to put up with him Although that would be an interesting story if they like had the second Barry with a two face, yeah, throughout the next season. <laughs> but like, and she was like, and he had great points too. He's like, oh, I I'm the same person as him. I remember everything. But you're gonna marry him, like, well, yeah, because he's not a monster. <laughs> he he didn't like try to kill me. But uh, she like tried to show compassion to him. He's like, what are we, are we both gonna? Am I gonna live with Cisco? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad like that your he, whole plan of trying to help me makes no sense. Like, yeah, I can't exist. I'm, I'm glad that he brought that up. Um, I don't, I don't know why after hundreds of years of being that alone and trying to be a god, he wasn't just willing to to off himself or to kill himself. But 
uh iris i felt like this whole season has sort of been sidelined that she's been used as a prop uh for for barry and i liked that she was the one that sort of ended savitar at the end but i know that they spent a lot of the season judging barry for thinking well why don't i just kill savitar and but nobody's gonna lay that judgment on iris this time yeah. Even though I think Iris made the correct decision. Like, if I was Iris, uh, I would have done the same thing. But Barry has the opportunity to kill Savitar, to to literally use you, Savitar's you, suit to kill... You kill me, you become me. Yeah. That's like, that's not necessarily true. That's not true at all. You're threatening everyone's life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you kill me, you become me. That's not true because, uh, you know, that won't make Barry an emo, weird speedster in the future. Like, Yeah, he still has Iris. He still has Iris, and he still has, you know, everybody there and is supporting him. Why couldn't Savitar just, like, run to Star Labs and kill Iris? What, did it, he had to kill her in that exact moment? Yeah. <laughs> so I, He's, like, just hanging out with all of them. I did think it was funny because uh, Iris is one of the few people on the show now that doesn't have abilities. So, like, she kills Savitar with a gun. Like, oh my god as savitar is speeding towards barry like, in season one we someone shoots barry in the back and he catches the bullet behind his head yeah right at the last second <laughs> and it's like you you can't his reactions you can't have him be shot with a gun no uh i thought it was weird unless it's like an anti-speed force gun i mean don't get me wrong i like the idea of uh iris taking control and um and killing the threat against her life um because they really haven't used her that much or that well this season. Uh, it's just, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, using a gun was probably the wrong thing. I did like the twist of, like you said, it's Iris who actually saves saves them. Yeah. And I didn't want, I and I really hope they don't bring it up again, but I don't want them to judge Iris for doing what was right or what was necessary in this scene, because uh, they did have that conversation that Oliver isn't afraid to kill his villains, uh, why should I? And they all convinced Barry that like that's not who he is. And it, Barry even tries to say to Iris later on, like after they're all happy, like, "Are you sure it's something you can live with?" And I don't know if I was Iris, I would say, "Yeah." Didn't he like say something jokingly right after, like, "Oh, you just killed me" or something like that? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. No, I think it was just he said, "Oh, it was you." At the end, it was you who saved me. Yeah. So I mean I, I did uh, I did like that Iris was was the one that takes control. And I really just hope next season that they uh, uh, they do a better job with her. And then of course too, like Savitar just trusts Cisco to make the modifications. Yeah, it, that he doesn't even it. test it or anything. I know. Like he, if I was Cisco, like that's I would have done the exact same thing. And I kept thinking like, why doesn't Cisco even say like, what leverage do you have on me? <laughs> like, oh, you're gonna destroy everybody in every time because you're gonna exist in every moment in time. Uh, or you kill Caitlyn, huh? <laughs> I mean, I love Caitlyn, but like, she's not more important than everybody on the Earth. So okay, Why? he so he turned it into a Speed Force skeleton key, which releases Jay Garrick from the Time Force or Speed Force prison. Which we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, but why couldn't he just turn it back into a Speed Force prison gun and it would just imprison him? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, did they say what went wrong with it the first time? Uh, I don't know. But yeah, because like, uh, he, he, just... he had the philosopher's stone. Yeah, now he didn't have it this time, right? Yeah, he used it to blow up Star Labs. Yeah. So, uh... and then what's what's the nature of the philosopher's stone? Like that's what he used to give everyone their powers. 
Yeah, I listen. <laughs> I, it's calcified speed force. You can't you can't put too much thought into it because clearly the Flash Riders didn't either. <laughs> uh, because uh, like you just said with with Jay Garrick, so Jay Garrick gets released from the uh, Speed Force prison and uh, helps them save the day a, a little bit, and then uh, <laughs> at the very end. Um, the Speed Force prison starts erupting into Central City and like <laughs> causing havoc. And then uh, the only solution is that somebody has to go back to the prison. But the prison wouldn't ever exist. Bef- before if... that, like you said, we before we get real deep into that, yeah, like you mentioned before, Wally lost his powers when Savitar lost Mary. Why does he have them now? It's like the same thing. Um, when Eddie killed himself and Eobard Thawne didn't exist, who killed Flash's mom? Who killed the original Harrison Wells? Like, why didn't? Yeah, why didn't the whole <laughs> timeline just collapse and and start over and and be something else? Yeah, it just doesn't. Which I mean, that kind of did happen. Like that time paradox opened up and it was going to destroy all the Earths, but uh, Firestorm nuked himself to close it to stop it. Yeah, yeah. But that didn't really happen this time <laughs> around. I mean, instead, the speed force is just like erupting into the city. Because the prison's empty. All right, let's, let's empty. get into the idea of the speed force prison. So if the speed force prison never existed until they made one for Savitar, and Savitar was in the prison, but you have to put somebody in the prison uh, for some reason, like to take somebody out of the prison. So Savitar comes out of the prison and he puts Wally in his place. And then... Barry goes into the Speed Force and convinces uh, Jay Garrick to go in Wally's place so that Wally can come back out. And Jay Garrick's in there for months in just like this torture chamber because for some reason Barry designed it as a torture chamber <laughs> for Savitar. Although I wonder because in the scene, like the the nightmare was Wally like watching his mother die. Yeah. His mother Francine. And then when Jay goes in, he just sits down at the bedside in the hospital. I'm like, is he just watching Wally's mother die over and over? That's what I kind of hoped, honestly, <laughs> just because it's dumb. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's somebody else in his life. He just watches die over and over. Probably. But uh, so when Jay Garrett comes out and then the city's being destroyed because somebody has to go into the prison, I was like, yes, finally Barry can pay for all of his crimes. And uh, it's, I think somebody posted on our Facebook, well, why didn't Jay or Wally volunteer to go? I'm like, why should they? <laughs> like, this is all Barry's fault. Like, How much of a dick move would that be if yeah. he had Jay go back in? He's just like, Wally, hey, why don't you go in? Because uh, Iris and I are getting married, you know? Like, do you really want us to be apart? Yeah. He's like, hey, Jay, I'm kind of the star of the show. Would you, would you be tortured for all eternity? Would you go in? I mean, Jesse's sort of taking your place and that <laughs> Wally can't really date her while she's over there, but... Um, <laughs> you know, do do a bro solid. Just go <laughs> in. <laughs> but I was finally glad that you know Barry gets to pay for all of the havoc and all the damage he's caused because he's really was the villain this season. And even though he won in the end, um, you know, like everyone else is the one that paid the price for it. And then all of a sudden, his mom walks out of the prison. And she's like, "Barry, guess what? It's not a prison. You're gonna be in Speed Force Heaven." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, you bitch." <laughs> Like make Barry suffer. Did you like like how uh, <laughs> all those explosions are going off in the background from the lightning strikes, and he's just yeah. slowly saying goodbye and to everybody. Everyone. Yeah, like just drag this goodbye out longer, <laughs> and city will be destroyed. It's like Wally, and my sixth favorite thing about you <laughs> is how you cook. Please make sure you cook for everyone on the team. My fifth favorite thing I like about you, Wally, <laughs> people are getting killed in the background. <laughs> 
I really hope that most of the city is just destroyed. They're like, what happened? They're like, oh, Barry's just saying goodbye to everybody. <laughs> He's like, it's give him a chance. He's saying goodbye. He's going in the prison. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they created the prison for Savitar. But if Savitar doesn't exist, then the prison doesn't exist. Yeah, so if then, they never make the prison, but I guess like it exists in all time because he's in the past and the speed force is like timeless. They got there's gotta I mean, obviously in the next season they'll find some way to undo the speed force prison. Yeah, because they're not gonna I mean, I like the idea of uh Barry not being around anymore. because uh, you know, I there's some good stories to be mind out of Wally being the Flash because he uh, for a lot of people, he was a Flash. Wally West is a Flash. He was um, he was the Flash in my childhood. Yeah, so like uh, I I think they could really mine a lot out of uh, Wally being the Flash and and Barry not being around. But I know, probably after episode one of season four, they're just gonna be like, oh, Barry found his way out of the prison. I hope they at least do a few episodes where. Well, that's what Barry's they said with there. Flashpoint. Like you know, people wanted Flashpoint to last a couple episodes, and it wasn't even a full episode. But then they have to, and again, what, we never saw the dinosaurs from Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with that? Everybody's just off doing their own thing. Yeah. It's like they're together, but they're not now. Maybe maybe the Legends are on Earth 6 or something. <laughs> um, so what What? What else? What? Uh, I think we need to get to Supergirls to run low on time. Any uh, final thoughts on Flash? Dangling threads, you think? Uh... I mean, listen, I, I would really enjoy um, next season if we toned down Barry a little bit just because, <laughs> I mean, I like Barry, the idea Enough of Barry. time travel. It's just, yeah, he's he's mired himself in a lot of stuff that he just keeps doing over and over, and sometimes he's just really frustrating. Um, and I like the, the the other cast of characters, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that they do something cool with Caitlin uh, next year uh, just because she seems to be off by herself and away from everyone else and i like that earth 2 uh earth 2 harrison wells is, is standing around because he was my favorite so all right supergirl <clears throat> so i think this was just as bad as every other episode this season uh yeah so uh supergirl i mean i liked some stuff with supergirl uh this was, i thought that he had she had a really cool fight with clark in the first couple of minutes oh the visuals in that fight were great yeah i thought they went all out uh with that fight Except it kind of just turned into a fist fight in the fountain by the end of it, but like the the start of it, I thought was really cool. Um, Flying through the city and yeah, and you find out that Clark is just on silver kryptonite, smashing through buildings. Like those were, but then they don't have those same visuals for the Raya fight. Like what happened there? No, the Raya fight is like, oh, we ran out of money on the Superman fight, so we'll just fight on this this rooftop. So I thought they were using John Jones to control Superman, but apparently he was being controlled by silver kryptonite. Which makes him see his friends as enemies. Yeah, so uh, they had mentioned that Zod was going to be in the season finale, and uh, he, sure enough, he was there. <laughs> he just Superman thought Kara was uh, was Zod. I'm actually going to start calling her Kira, just <laughs> like uh, to Cat Grant. But again, they never explain why Jean was uselessly in a coma for the last episode. Uh, yeah, and he does wake up with McGann. Like she shows up out of nowhere, and I kind of forgot that she was a White Martian. <laughs> She starts bringing white Martian friends because, like, she just she she showed up as the green Martian version of herself. Yeah, and again, in the the whole last episode, the whole plan was they had to use the Phantom Zone projector to get past the shields and on the ship. But Superman and Supergirl just smash through the window out of the ship and start fighting. I'm like, yeah. 
They could have just smashed through the ship like that the first time. They wouldn't have to bother with all that. Couldn't any of the Daxamites have done that too? Yes. Yeah, like couldn't Monel have done that to escape? So Lena Luther is in Did you notice Lena Luther like she doesn't actually have any of her own ideas? Everyone else has ideas and yeah, she just they makes just them. manipulates her into doing whatever they they want. Uh, and then the, at some points they just, uh, she's supposed to be a genius, but at some points they just kind of make her an idiot. Like when she runs into mon and she's like, aren't you Cara Danvers boyfriend? Like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> she invents all the things that save the world. But I was just begging Malcolm Rowan to show up and say, how dumb are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, she's like, isn't Cara Danvers dating mon And I'm like, uh. Didn't, as far as you know, she was dating Mike Matthews? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you know who Monel is? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So I, sometimes that kind of stuff comes out really dumb. Um, I, I A lot of the episode two, uh, I wasn't so thrilled with um, the fact that Kira won uh, the Superman-Supergirl battle just by punching. Uh, and then Superman had to, like, lay it on thick the whole episode about how he's not as good as Supergirl. And every line out of his mouth oh. was just like, but you beat me in a fair fight. I had all of my strength, Kara, and you beat me. Uh, uh, you're stronger than I am, Kara, or, or stronger than I ever hoped to be. Like, come on. Like, who, what was... universe does anybody believe that Superman is weaker than Supergirl? I was at full strength and you beat me. <laughs> he looks around and everyone's like, we don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Like, and that was the thing too. He's like, "Oh, I I wouldn't have been able to sacrifice Lois to save the world." It's like Lois is. I'm like, I was just thinking through that. Superman being with Lois it's is completely what, different than Su- and the Supergirl being with Monel. Yeah, being with Lois is what keeps him connected to humans because she is a human. Yeah, Supergirl and Monel being together are just just two gods who who could rule over everyone else. Yeah, and not only that, like Supergirl and uh, Superman and Lois have a long history together. Like. Supergirl broke up with Monel like four episodes ago because he lied to her. Like, <laughs> I mean, like they they didn't really have the love story of the ages here. Like, I don't know. I just felt like she was laying on like she was so depressed about like the decision that she makes at the end of the episode to basically make Earth uninhabitable for for Monel. But like, I'm like, you just broke up with him, and you have plenty of other options. Like, you both can like fly into space. You can go to a different planet. You can go to a different Earth. Yeah. Mon- uh, and Monel tells her to use the lead infusion device. He's like, "I won't be the reason this planet suffers." I'm like, "You already are the reason the planet's <laughs> suffering because you wouldn't go back with your family yeah. to Daxum." This is the whole reason that there's an invasion <laughs> on Earth is because you decided to stay. <laughs> like they were very gonna... selfishly, by the way. Yeah, they, they, they he's the leader of his people. They wanted the Daxumites wanted to leave. They just wanted you. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Well, if you're not going to leave, then we won't either." Um, so yeah, I mean, this is this is all. Monel's fault, and and then uh, after the fight with Rhea, they use the uh, lead infusion device, and she just turns to dust and completely crumbles when Wait, she breathes it. When they activate that lead infusion device, I just thought it was hilarious because it's like um, it's Lena Luther and uh, the Cadmus lady. What's her name? Lillian. Lillian. Uh, Lillian Luther and uh, and Win, and they're just in this room, and it's a little square box. It just <laughs> makes no sense that they're in the top of an office building, and it goes off, and there's just lead cloud that <laughs> goes out from there. And I'm like, did it just kill those three people? <laughs> like, they just probably had terrible lead poisoning. But 
not only that, like, shouldn't you detonate that, like, high in the atmosphere so it spreads out everywhere? Like, they detonated it inside of an office building, like, in a room, <laughs> and all of a sudden... Does it all just go out the window? Uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just like an immediate reaction. All the Daxmods are just like, oh, can't breathe. Better teleport back to my ship. But, like, why didn't Rhea teleport back up? Yeah, they teleport every lowly soldier back up to the <laughs> ship, except for their queen. Yeah. Like, why didn't... Why wasn't someone locked on to her? <laughs> Yeah, and she dies so quickly. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And Monel's just like, I can't, I can't breathe. For five <laughs> Super, minutes. Superman's like, he's absorbed a lot of sunlight. He can he can survive a little bit. But <sighs> why didn't they put him? Like, there's nowhere you can go, Monel. I'm like, what about like a room where you cycle the oxygen in without the lead? Uh, you know, like a hermetically sealed room. <laughs> or why don't you give him a spacesuit or something? Or put him in a spaceship for now? And... Or my obvious solution, rather than shoot him off into space, was use their earth portal device that cisco gave them and sent them over with team flash and yeah like there were so many where you could visit him whenever you wanted so many different solutions here and uh they just took the dumbest way out but Rhea turning to dust and crumbling i'm like why did her clothes also turn, turn to, <laughs> to dust and crumble yeah. um i think they just didn't or couldn't get uh or didn't want to get terry hatcher back for the next season <laughs> with but, her clothes uh, infected by lead uh I did think it was weird that Cat some uh, like woke up and knows that Supergirl is Kira. Sorry, um, because like they never really mentioned it before. Like in the first season, she made a big deal of like not wanting to know who Supergirl was, and then if she knew, I thought she they made it clear in the like towards the end of the first season that she knew. Did they? It's... I don't remember there ever being a scene where she was just like, "I know you're Supergirl," or she says it. Because if she did, then why would she say it again here? Um, but she like gave. Kara and Supergirl both pep talks, and she was pretty much like, go off and be Supergirl. Yeah, and but there, I remember there being points where like Kara really wanted to tell her that she was Supergirl, and then she just decided not to, or, or Kat told her not to, or something. But um, I get that she, I mean, she figured out James with, was Guardian just by looking at his eyes, and it's running around like Darth Vader. But she gets all like steaming when Clark shows up, like she hasn't figured <laughs> out that he's Superman, like or maybe she. Has. She even says, "When I look, I bet when he takes off those glasses." He's a he's wild in bed. Yeah, those green eyes. She has to know too. It's like she just plays dumb for no reason, just so she can be an an asshole to everyone and then turn on a dime and give out motherly advice. <laughs> I do like it when she gives out motherly <laughs> advice. I also liked how Lena at least acknowledged she was manipulated by the first person to act motherly. Yeah. She she says in this episode that like she's just looking for approval from from a mentor. And uh, I, I supposedly that hits Lillian, but it's hard to tell because she's so untrustworthy. And uh, Clark's pep talk to Kara right before she goes to the fight. The people we love, they're another secret superpower. Keep them with you. I was just like, clearly Clark does not watch The Flash and Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I This whole episode annoyed me just because the title like uh, was nevertheless she oh. persisted. And I wanted to say that every like after every line, I felt like they could just insert that like dumb nevertheless she persisted thing because she was so mopey this entire episode. Um, and I'm just like, oh, look at her one one thing after another. Her cousin's fighting her, you know, uh, the whole planet. Like she could save the whole planet, but at the cost of her own love life. Like, oh, how does she do it all? And it just annoyed me because even after Clark was just saying like, oh, Supergirl, you're so great. And uh, I, there's no way you're so much better than I am. Uh, I just felt like they could say like, nevertheless, she persisted. 
that frustrated me so much how the writers inject their social justice politics into the dialogue but they don't explore anything interesting about it at all no they just like to spout it out and i'm okay with them exploring social justice stuff just it it's so over the top because it's just they just say this is what you should believe they don't explore any of why they should believe it like they just say have cat grant saying lillian luther saving the world is fake news a whole bunch of crap i'm like that's the actual truth she brought the device that saved the world like the whole thing just yeah like that kind of stuff just like it's annoying because they kind of hit you over the head with it and like why can't she just do the action of saving the world as a woman and why do you have to have every character acknowledge how great she is for it? Yeah. Or, or or say whatever, you know, that they're supposed to say. Like it's just it's annoying. I'm like, I I I'm fine with you saving the world and being a strong woman, but like you don't need to like have every character say it. And I think that's what annoys me most about Superhero. And I was just thinking they could actually do interesting stories comparing to today's society. Like they don't address like, oh, Cadmus and the people of Earth's fears of an alien invasion was completely justified because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and they can do some stuff with, like, uh, since aliens are out in the open in that world, like, they could do stuff with uh, immigration. They could have all sorts of yeah. weird policies on this stuff and make actual commentary or not. But and, like, say, and then on the other side, they could be like, well, the white Martians came and they rescued our bacon. So clearly not all aliens are bad. We right. Like they could, they could use this as a as a tool to have like a, a a nice little debate and maybe show both sides of the of the issue. But like they don't, they just they have every character like just uh, spouting like up from their high horse. You know, yeah. this is the way it should. They be. go for the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, they're they're pulling turnips out of the ground so low. Oh, um, yeah. To wrap up the uh, so dangling threads, we might see next season. Of course, uh, will Lena Luther turn evil, become Live up to her Luther name. Why do you think the mom, uh, Lillian, still manipulating her into being evil? I mean, all she has to do is give her a compliment, and she'll do whatever she wants. That's the thing. It's like I think Smallville did it much better with the turn with Lex, because Lex tried to be good for for seven seasons, and there were sure he did some like shady stuff in the background, but like when he finally turned into Lex Luther, it felt so deserved and earned. Like all of this bad stuff, no matter how hard he tried to get his dad's approval or how hard he tried to be a good guy and it was always thrown in his face and you could believe when he finally just had enough of it and he just became Lex Luthor. But with Lena, they feel like they're doing it so ham-fistedly that like one day she's just going to be like, oh, all right, I guess I'm evil. Yeah, they even teased it. He's like, <laughs> she's going to find out you're Supergirl and then she'll hate you for not telling her. Yeah. Like I'm I'm betting that will be what turns her And that evil. just sounds so catty. Like, you know, <laughs> like just like, I, I don't know. When she should know anyway. <clears throat> oh, isn't Kara Danvers dating Mon Al? <laughs> and then, of course, we have the dangling thread of uh, Jeremiah Danvers. Yeah, we don't know what's up with him. They're just like, uh, where is he? I don't know. What about uh, <laughs> Mon El? He got like sucked into a wormhole or something. What was that about? I don't know. Yeah, where did that lead to? And where was Kara flying at the end? Like She just like got angry and started shooting up into the sky. Like She goes somewhere. Was that after her pep talk with Cat Grant? Yeah, like at the end, it was like the last shot of the episode. I was just like, "Where are you going?" Wasn't didn't you hear like a call come in over the TV? It was like, "Oh, there's a fire down on Eighth oh, Main." I, I don't know. It just they they showed her being all like mopey and like flying up in the atmosphere, and I think that was it. And they showed Monel like being sucked into like some sort of wormhole. Um, 
I don't know where he was going, but I, I did know. like how every like everyone on the show ended up happy except for Supergirl. Yeah, she lost Mon Al, but Alex asked, um, whatever Maggie. Yeah, marry asked her. Maggie to marry her, and the same thing with um. Uh, well, James didn't really have a role this episode. I think when, he just stood around. But like when, when like they mentioned, when was had uh, Lyra, fish lady. Yeah, Lyra. Uh, John was with McGann. She's yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna stay for a little while. I think they wanted to like lay it on thick that like, see, Kara's the one that really lost in the scenario. Everyone else won. Her boyfriend, who she had just broken up with, yeah, previously, and real she really strung him along. Listen, Adam. Nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> so. <laughs> Isn't she so strong? Isn't she stronger than Superman? Thank you for reminding me. I almost forgot. Please <laughs> remind me again that Superman is weaker. Yeah. Before the end of the episode. Um. All right. So that is our season finale of the DC Monitors. But nevertheless, we will persist. <laughs> <laughs> um. What do you think? Um. Maybe doing like a one-off summer special, just like. Yeah, I think we could do that. Talk about Wonder Woman, any other big movies that come out? Uh, Spider-Man, uh, maybe go in a little bit more. I don't. I think we barely talked about Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> um, but I know Spider-Man's coming out and uh, and Wonder Woman. Is there any? Are there any other comic book shows this summer? Um, when does that um, X-Men show on Fox come out? I think that's coming out. The too. Gifted comes out next fall. Maybe we can talk about iZombie. Oh yeah, well I'm a big eye zombie fan. I would, I would talk about iZombie, zombie. So, well you can talk about iZombie. zombie. I'll talk about Gotham. <laughs> but yeah, and there's a in in the chat. Um, uh, Doug had mentioned um, uh, Black Lightning. I think it's coming out next fall. So um, maybe there'll be some promotional stuff we can talk about because I don't really know anything about that one. Yeah, we're still. I mean, they say it's not going to be in the Arrowverse, but I feel like it might be. Oh, and then there's uh, Riverdale. Is the the last oh, of the comic Archie comics. <laughs> Which I've been enjoying, and uh, I know the season just ended. I, I need to finish up and catch the last couple episodes. But yeah, stay uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page on Facebook slash the DC Monitors and our Twitter handle at the DC Monitors, and look out for, you know, we'll be posting stuff throughout the summer, just chatting with fans, and also look for our big summer one-off spectacular, mm-hmm. just like they do in the comics, the big, <laughs> the annuals, the one-offs. It's been fun. Yeah. And we'll be back full time in September, October, whenever the new shows start. Mm-hmm. Along with my friend Joe, I'm Adam. Uh-huh. I'm Joe. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Strange Label for hosting us in the chat room. Yeah, thank you very much. We had some uh, action in our chat tonight. So. And download every past episode on the DCMonitors.wordpress.com. And on iTunes. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs>